Hey, it's not like this strategy is being hidden under a rock. The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome back to the Love Times 2 podcast, where our mission is to love every mom and every baby, no matter what. But before we jump into the second part of our discussion on abortion business strategy, I just want to remind you that there's a very special conference coming up in Washington, D.C., in the metro area in January, and that you can save on your registration by using a special Love Times 2 discount code. It's called the Evangelicals for Life Conference. It's hosted by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and it's going to be held January 23rd and January 24th just outside of D.C. If you want to learn more about it, visit evangelicals.life, and you can check out the speakers lineup, the schedule, and a whole lot more. And remember, this is also going to include participation uh, in the March for Life in downtown D.C. Now, when you go to the website, if you like what you see and you decide to register, enter the code LOVETIMES2, and you'll automatically get a 30% discount. That's a great deal, and you're going to save a lot of cash. So don't forget, if you're going to the conference, enter Love Times 2 when you register, you're going to save 30%. It's that easy. Now, as we're going into November, uh, I'd also like to remind you and ask you just to consider making a special year-end gift to Love Times 2. Your gift is going to help us to speak for babies and their moms and to keep building this outreach and getting stronger. Your gift is going to help support this podcast on Apple Podcast. It's going to support extensive social media campaigns to bring our message of hope to targeted audiences worldwide. And it's going to help us uh, to coordinate in-person events like the leadership meetup that we held in Nashville, Tennessee earlier this year and our upcoming leadership meetup in Washington, D.C. Plus, we have a lot more in the works for 2020, but honestly, we just can't do it without your support. So your year-end gift will be appreciated at whatever level of support you can provide. Just visit our website at lovetimes2.org, and you're going to find a button there that makes it really easy. Click, make the gift that you can afford, and... uh, It'll be a blessing to us. Now, let's turn our attention to the second part of our discussion about strategy and specifically abortion business strategy. This is part two. If you didn't listen to part one, I encourage you to go back, listen to that first, and then come back to this episode. It'll make more sense to you. Uh, And we talked about it last time that we were together here that it may sound weird that we're talking about abortion business strategy when this is a pro-life podcast. But honestly, let's just think about it. If we're going to make serious headway in protecting moms and babies, we need to understand Understand the strategies of those businesses that make a lot of money from doing abortions. And there's no other business out there that even comes close to Planned Parenthood when it comes to abortion revenue. According to its own 2018 annual report, Planned Parenthood has almost $1.9 billion in net assets, and that's up from $1.6 billion in 2017. It reported 332,757 abortions in 2018. Pause right there. Whenever I toss out numbers like that, I always want to pause and just do a gut check because it's so easy just to ramble right over that, just like it's a just like a stat on a piece of paper, like somebody's batting average in baseball. Uh, it's not. And this is representative of 332,757 little boys and little girls who died from abortions in 2018. Uh, that's what they reported. That's how many abortions they reported just through Planned Parenthood. And that's the most abortions they've reported since 2011 and 2012. 
there's a whole lot more stuff uh, in their annual report as well. It's really extensive, so I'm not going to take the time to go through it on this podcast, but I do want to encourage you, pull it up for yourself online. If you're doubting those figures, if you're thinking, wow, Mike's just making this up, or I don't know where he got that from, uh, you know, look look at it for yourself. Pull up their annual report, and uh, you can do as much checking uh, into it as, as you want to. Uh, the main point here is that it's no mystery that they make a lot of money from doing abortions, which is something a lot of people, you know, really just don't think about. They don't think about the money aspect of it. But here you have an organization that makes a ton of money from doing abortions. So when an organization with almost 1.9 billion, that's billion with a B, 1.9 billion in assets puts out a plan to expand abortions, I think we can all agree that it's probably a plan worth paying attention to. Now, here's the big deal with all this. They're not hiding this plan under a rock. I mean, it's not like we have to guess what their strategy is. In fact, um, you can do this. Go to Google and take about 15 seconds, type in Planned Parenthood, three-part plan, and you're going to have the entire document right there, right there in front of you. I mean, I'm actually kind of amazed that I run into people all the time who have no idea that this plan is even out there, and which is really surprising to me since, as I said earlier, knowing this strategy might be important in developing a counter strategy. Can we agree with that? I, I think we should all agree that uh, you need to know what one strategy is if you're going to develop an opposing strategy to that. So here it is from a 50,000-foot view, the Planned Parenthood three-part strategy to, quote, protect and expand access to abortion in the United States, end quote. First part, expand abortion in states where abortion has its strongest political support so that abortions will continue in those states regardless of whether the business of abortion remains legal in other states. Mm -hmm. Yep, I see some light bulbs going on now. That's exactly what recent laws in places like New York, Vermont, California, Illinois, that's what those laws were about. They just didn't randomly come along and these states just uh, independent of each other decided, hey, they, you know, let's let's pass these laws. Think about that. Makes sense to you now, right? I mean, remember when I said that this discussion would help make sense of your news feed? Remember all those stories in, in this year, 2019, especially the big news about New York and its abortion law and how that dominated headlines in January. Think about those and then think how that relates to your news feed and these other states and how it all ties back to strategy. This is exactly uh, the strategy is exactly why all of those laws uh, have happened in 2019 and why we're going to see more in 2020. Makes sense. OK, it all ties together. Part two attack in the state houses and sue to block pro-life laws. Hey, there's really nothing new about that. I mean, that's kind of old hat if you follow this issue uh, at all. Uh, but it's worth mentioning just so that you can see that there's a larger picture in play. So that's part two, skipping right over that uh, because that's, that's self-evident. Uh, part three is the one that should really stand out. And it's the one that I really want to get on your radar. And it's the one I really want you to be thinking about because this is the one that goes for all the marbles in the entire debate and discussion. You know the deal by now. You've heard me say it probably a thousand times since we launched this podcast. Change the culture and the politics will follow. Why? Because politics is always, always downstream from the culture. It's an undeniable fact of the way politics works. And if you win the hearts and minds of the culture upstream, you eventually get the political results you want downstream. Winning hearts and minds doesn't necessarily mean that everyone loves you or they love even what you stand for. For the purposes of our discussion, neutralizing the hearts and minds of the culture has the same effect as winning the culture. 
That's a really big thing to understand and get our heads around here. So when you talk to folks about abortion and you hear things like, oh, I don't know, quotes like, well, there are a lot of gray areas or I can't tell somebody else what's right or wrong. Uh, we need to be discerning enough to understand that when we hear those type of comments, there is a neutralizing effect on the culture that is occurring. Now, a really huge chunk of that neutralizing effect is found in Planned Parenthood's plan when it states that it is committed to reducing abortion stigma. And the word stigma is something that you see across the board in a lot of different areas right now, but particularly in the abortion industry, you keep hearing stigma. It pops up with a lot of different groups, and Planned Parenthood is stating it right here, which, by the way, tells me their market research is showing there's an enormous amount of stigma associated with abortion. They didn't just pull that out of thin air. Uh, So it makes it uh, really easy if you reduce the stigma around abortion. It makes it easy to ignore it. It makes it appear that it's no big deal. Uh, you know, there are even comedians out there who want to make it something to uh, just laugh about and make light of and all that kind of stuff. Now, one of the ways you neutralize culture and shift culture is you get people laughing about uncomfortable topics. And uh, slowly uh, as that occurs, that laughter begins to just neutralize the entire effect on it. And that's a culture shifting strategy we need to be aware of. Uh, Planned Parenthood, is banking on a neutralization strategy to win the hearts and minds of the culture. And they're not focusing on people over 40. Okay, this is something that that we just absolutely have to get as well. They're not focusing on on people over 40. They're focusing on the generations well below 40 because those are the generations that are changing the world right now and those are the generations that are going to be pedal to the metal on leadership uh, in the next few decades. Okay, so they are focusing on under 40 and they're focusing on the cultural aspect of this. According to its plan, plan Parenthood will work in the media and across pop culture, and that includes, quote, working with the music, fashion, movie, and television industries and announcing additional public awareness campaigns, end quote. If you want to know what the nation's biggest abortion business is doing to expand abortion in the United States, this is it. They just told us, and I just told you what that is. The first two parts of the plan, regional access and legal action, are temporary tactics that buy time for the real kill shot in part three, winning the culture. And that doesn't mean winning everybody. And it doesn't even mean making people like abortion. What it does mean is achieving a cultural tipping point with just enough of a majority to grab a foothold and then neutralize enough hearts and minds, especially for the generations under 40, so that for all practical purposes, they are won over in their thinking and in their actions on the issue of abortion. So here is my question to you. If the big money business of abortion is throwing its best shot and a huge chunk of its money into winning the culture, and if it's true that the culture is always upstream from the politics, where does that put the pro-life movement? Something that deserves serious thinking. Hey, I'm going to leave it right there because I want everyone listening to this podcast to think about it. Even go back, play this again, think about it. It's that important. Don't just blow past this. If the big money business of abortion is throwing its best shot into winning the culture, and if it's true that culture is always upstream from the politics, I'm just asking the question, where does that put the pro-life movement? 
Hey, that's it for this episode of the Love Times 2 podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this discussion. I hope it's been thought-provoking. And if you did enjoy the discussion, I hope that you're going to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast so that you never miss a single episode. And don't forget, if you can make a year-end gift to help support this podcast and the other outreaches of Love Times 2, visit us online at lovetimes2.org. Make that gift today. Know that it'll be appreciated. If you have a comment, question, or a suggestion for a podcast topic, send me an email mail at podcast at lovetimes2.org. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for being a part of this journey. Wherever you're at in life, you're welcome here. And we're on a mission to love every mom and every baby, no matter what. Never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number two dot org. Thanks for listening.